Hey, y'all listeners, welcome back to this week's episode of the Two Point Culture Podcast. It's your boy, Chase. And unfortunately, Zach went a little too hard and now his age is showing and could not be here today, vocally. So I have a special guest with us, uh, Robbie McGregor. He's been a bar therapist for me. He's <laughs> he's a diehard Baltimore fan. We're going to talk a lot about Baltimore. We'll dive a little bit into the AFC North. But Robbie, tell the people about yourself, man. I mean, uh, all things sports is something I can get into. Obviously, I'm a diehard Ravens fan. Uh, shouts out to The Wire and Ray Lewis for really getting me into them. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm excited for this season. I think there's definitely a lot of conversation points around the AFC North. It's interesting to see how it's going to fall out. I mean, Lord knows, you know, you got Deshaun. You got a new QB in Pittsburgh. You got, you know, is Joe Burrow going to take the next step? Or, you know, is is, is he going to regress a bit and, you know, come down to earth after that ungod, that godlike playoff performance? So I think there's a lot we can get into today. And, uh, you know, wherever wherever you want to go, I'm definitely happy to uh, take a sip of my drink and kind of give you my two cents on what's going on. I like that, man. I like that. So we'll dive right into this then. Uh, let's start with how your season started uh, pure pandemonium out of that running back room everything that could go wrong went wrong however you guys did finish third in rushing i believe yeah so obviously when your running back room consists of two past aged like they're they're washed <laughs> i think we can call them washed now and devonta freeman and latavius murray like it's not going to be good. And to finish third, obviously, a lot of that falls on the versatility of Lamar and what he gives the offense and the open lanes that he does create just by the threat of him running. But, uh, I mean, only the Titans had more people on IR last year than the, last year than the Ravens. The Ravens also, under Don Wink Martindale, love to blitz against quarterbacks that eat people alive when they blitz. So, you know, it's yeah, just, it was just a, a recipe for disaster, kind of. And then Lamar missing six games, too, at the end was kind of just the cherry on top of a... Uh, forgetful season if you will i think i think the really big question going into the season from the running back from your running game specifically do you think you guys will have that same level of consistency and then oh. we're going to actually ask about those running backs that are in that room right now we're going back to number we're leading the league in rushing this year i'm okay totally confident uh as long actually caveat if JK and Gus come back healthy, showing no lingering effects, because, you know, they both blew out their ACLs. I mean, with we've seen modern medicine, and that's not that devastating of an injury anymore. But, I mean, you know, look at Saquon. Like, he didn't come back to looking too good. Like, not everybody can be AP and put up a three yards short of a tying Eric Dickerson's <laughs> rushing record, right? So we'll see where it goes. But I think that uh, – I definitely think that they can lead the league in rushing this year, especially with a revamp and improve O-line. Fair enough. And we also have to remember because now Mike Davis is added to that room. Uh, so actually, I think the question we should get to now is between J.K. Dobbin and Mike Davis, who is going to be the guy? Oh, it's J.K. It's J.K.? It's J.K. Still his That's, team? Yeah, they drafted him and they thought he was a steal. They had him as a first round grade when they drafted him two years ago. Uh, I don't think anything has changed. He's... I mean, you know, they're trying to give him some clout on Instagram and whatnot with that video of him, you know, with a little jump cut and a stiff arm and putting his trainer on his ass. But I mean, it's train, it's Instagram, off, off season, right? Off season, off season hype, off season hype. You need we've that. seen we've seen Ben Simmons hit threes in an open gym too, and we all know <laughs> what that led to. So yeah, and he wasn't uh, afraid to dunk then either. So <laughs> I mean, Trey Young is an elite rim defender, my guy. Uh, he's a little shut. But anyways. 
back to JK. I think I think he'll be fine. I mean, he's he's he had burst before. Whether he still has it, I guess that's really going to see. You know, if he can still rip a sixty-yard touchdown to the house, we'll we'll figure that out. But I mean, don't forget. I mean, Mike Davis is going to be. He's like the insurance policy. You still got Gus the bus. That's and fair. he over his career, he's averaged five point eight yards a carry. And he's got over 300 he's got over 300 carries. Fair enough and Jesus man that run, listen that running back room behind Lamar Jackson uh behind not just that the draft picks that you guys have capitalized on with like you guys look I think people are sleeping on you a little bit more than they should be. I feel like People are, people are, you know, it's, it's a, what have you done for me lately league, right? So people are like, oh yeah, the Ravens are bums. You know, they were down often last year. They finished the losing record. They choked out of the playoffs, yada, 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 whatever. Prisoners of the moment, man. Prisoners yeah. of the moment. How quickly they forget. Exactly. I mean, it was only you know, two years ago in rookies and uh, Lamar's first full season that he was unanimous MVP and went 14 and two, right? Like. I mean, Greg Roman can't design a passing concept to save his fucking life, but that's that's besides <laughs> that's the point. He can he can run the ball. So we're going to run the ball. We're going to get back to pounding the rock. We don't have Alejandro Villanueva, who was a 280 <laughs> wet like toilet paper for a left tackle anymore. <laughs> like we're, we'll be all right. I think uh, I foresee double digit wins at uh, as like kind of like the the floor right now for the Ravens. If all goes well and they stay healthy, I'm thinking ten wins is the floor. 10 wins is the floor. Who's your season opener against, by the way, just to verify? I was looking at this earlier, if I'm not mistaken. I think we open against the Jets. Oh, that's our Yeah, yeah. We open against the Jets, and then uh, the next week we're playing against the Dolphins, which I'm actually a little worried about. But we'll see how Tua looks with the, those burners on the outside now. Yeah, no, forget the um... – uh, not to digress too far, but that backfield has a little bit of speed to it too now. So Mike Mike um, Mike McDaniel's definitely put them into an interesting position into the AFC East, man. Yeah, I mean, we uh, another loss that we didn't even talk about last year for the Ravens is Clayus Campbell. He's kind of that, that leader part, in the front. He's the leader in the front seven, right? I mean, he's been an all pro level defender, and it seems like he does. Even with age, he's not really regressing that much. I mean, maybe he's not getting to the passer as much as he used to, but he's still, you know, he's still blocking holes, dominating his guard or his tackle, whoever he's on. And, you know, whether he's playing a three tech or five, like he, he's going to win his matchup pretty much. So we're going to talk about that defense a little bit. Again, a lot of big names went down for you guys on that defensive side of the ball. Uh, I, I will highlight the fact that I do like from the draft that you guys took Kyle Hamilton. I think that's a perfect fit in the ball hawk hungry secondary. You look like you disagree right now. <laughs> so I've warmed up to it, but on draft night, I actually threw my phone across the room when we drafted oh, Kyle Hamilton. I comp him to Kenny Vaccaro, and Kenny Vaccaro was a serviceable safety. You no, know, he's not bad, but he was nothing, you know, Stop. dynamic, nothing special. Like he's just he's a serviceable NFL player. And I mean, in today's day and age, that's great, but. I I would like you know this draft obviously was also more middle round heavy and like t- it lacked that true superstar top end talent that you've seen in years prior. So that being said, uh, Kyle Hamilton, I'm unsure of. I mean, his tape's great. I'll tell I'll give him that. But 
I also thought like, hey, we just paid Marcus million seven million, Marcus Williams seven million dollars. We just Chuck Clark's still here. Like, we don't yep. need a safety. Yep. But the Ravens stick to best player available, and uh, yeah. So I'm looking. I'm actually curious to see what we do with the new D coordinator. I think they're gonna play like a lot of three safety looks and or mm-hmm. three high looks, depending if we're playing like you know like a Josh Allen, a Pat Mahomes, someone who really wants to air out the ball. I think we're gonna do the same things that the Bengals did in the second half of their postseason match against the Chiefs and just play a lot of three high and just basically dare dare them to you know take the easy underneath route like okay you're not gonna kill us for 40 and a touchdown you're gonna get eight yeah. like that's that's i think the, the new the i think new that the, the nfl is gonna progressively go that way in terms of uh, how to defend like you know these over like these big offenses that you're gonna be seeing coming out of the afc west or sure. you know all oh, these yeah, big quarterbacks that's uh that's gonna be an interesting one in itself that division and uh and i more than because you know how passionate I am about Philly. I think I'm much more excited to watch all of that division than a Philadelphia season this season. I mean, I think this might be the first year where I don't call the, uh, the NFC East, the CFL South. I think uh, <laughs> there's a, I'm, hold I'm up, really hold excited. Up, hold up, hold up. You got a little, all right, now it's online. So, uh, there we go. I was going to give you a little, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, as you were saying about the AFC West, uh, well, actually, continue shitting on the NFC East, please. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, once again, Cowboys fans are gonna. I mean, luckily, at least on on the flip side, they can't finish eight and eight anymore because it's mathematically impossible. So they'll finish <laughs> eight and nine. I we're mean, get- if if Jason Garrett was still there, I'd say let's clap it up for them once again another mediocre season. But I'm just so, clapping. Look, they. They refuse to give their better running back the ball. Ezekiel Elliott is pretty much done. Tony Pollard showed last year that he is the better option, and they're not going to do it because they're like, well, we just gave Zeke whatever his big contract. And hopefully Dak takes another step. And I think it was more just lack of confidence with him last year. But, I mean, now you, you don't have Amari Cooper. You lost Cedric Wilson. You lost you're another member of your offensive line in Lael Collins who actually went to the, Cle- uh, the Bengals, Cleveland. which I think is one yeah. of the best pickups in the offseason. Yep. Like, Cowboys don't scare me. The Eagles scare me. I think the Giants, for once, had a great draft. Yeah, I was not excited to watch Kayvon Thibodeau and, um, fuck, who's their second pick? Who's their second pick? Evan Neal. Evan Neal. I was like, this is devastating to me to know that. But, hey, uh, I digress from And that they got Brian bit. Dable as a head coach now. If there's anyone that's going to save D- uh, Danny Dimes, it's going to be Brian Dable. I mean, he got Trubitsky to, to hoodwink the Steelers into thinking he's a starter again. So, you know what? Fair enough. He's a magician out there. <laughs> right, right as second string, too. So, who, who knows what's actually going to happen in that position, right? I did like how you mentioned Tony Pollard and the interesting fact of that was there was an article that was released today that they're going to feature him in the passing game. And I think that's only more relevant because they were expecting to still have Cedric Wilson after the Amari Cooper trade. I I think so. I mean, yeah, Michael Gallup will come back halfway through the season, but what's he going to look like too, right? Like, exactly. He, and he's kind of inconsistent. He's the kind of guy that you're going to get an amazing play out of, and then you're going to get a drop from on the next play. So I'm I'm excited for him in his new role. Like, he's definitely going to be more of a focal point in that offense, which is great. But again, like, uh, they don't have the old line to really, you know, clear holes for Zeke to just eat, you know, six seven yards at, at like off rip them off at a piece. So. Tony Pollard, like, yeah, he's probably going to be lined up in the slot a lot, is my guess. Like, they're probably going to flex him out wide, put him on some linebackers and some safeties, maybe 
you know, and just try to create mismatches that way because he's he's a baller, man. He's good. Yeah, like, he is. That that running back room in Memphis was special. But we're digressing away from the AFC right now, so let's get back to the <laughs> AFC North. Big news happened. He walked into the building today. Number QB1, Lamar Jackson. What do you expect from Lamar going forward? And the other question is, do you how do you see the long-term deal being done before the season starts? I would love for the long-term deal to be done before the season, but you know, unlike people who like to call Lamar a running back or that he's dumb or this and that, or and we won't get into that because it's just it's ridiculous. But yes. Lamar is gonna wait till every quarterback is signed. So right now, Russell Wilson's posturing for a new contract. He's aiming for 50 million a year. So if Russell Wilson signs that, Lamar's going to be like, hey, I'm worth at least 55 now. I mean, you're giving this this guy out here, you know, he's in his mid-30s now. If he's worth 50, what does that what does that say about me? Like, you, You're going to get a couple more years out of me too. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, up until last year, he didn't have any injury problems. I mean, maybe a couple bathroom breaks in the middle of the games, but... Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody has to pull a Paul Pierce once in a while, I guess, man. <laughs> I mean, Paul Pierce came back and won too. So, you know, it's, it's <laughs> we're two for two on that. It's, it's pretty favorable in that sense, man. Uh, I think the next thing I should actually ask you about is... So... Obviously, there was another move that happened in draft night, and Marquise Brown is now being thrown to the rock by uh, Kyler Murray. His college what quarterback. Ha- what happened? So, Soldier Boy has been complaining about his usage in the offense. Okay, uh, that's nothing new. And like, I I think Hollywood's great. Like, I on like he's the perfect fit as like a one B option that could like plays a 1A a little bit while Hopkins serves his suspension. Like, I think it's a great fit for him in Arizona. I hope he, like, hope he thrives. I hope he does well, man, because I did like him. Like, I like the chemistry he had with Lamar. Like, I thought he was cool, but, like, the drops pissed me off, obviously, like any sure. other fan. But, like, you know, he's human. It's normal. It comes to the game. And Deontay Johnson, I think, is also a elite wide receiver mm-hmm. on the Steelers, and he's got the drops he's too. So, you know, it's, it's not the end-all, be-all. Uh, that being said, I'm – not confident in my wide receiver group, but I'm interested to see what we finally have. Cause we've been investing third and fourth round picks in our wide, like in wide receivers for the past three years. Right. So now they finally get a chance to kind of step up along with Rashad Bateman, who I think uh, really true uh, can be like a true X receiver. Which is great that you alluded to that. Cause that's a great segue to the next question for you, buddy. So Rashad Bateman played 12 games last year, 46 receptions, 515 yards, one TD breakout player this year. Uh, I mean, I uh, let's call his over under at eight hundred, eight hundred okay. yards. Okay. That's that's where I think favorable receiver. Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, the Ravens are going to play a lot of twelve personnel. They're going to be lined up with two tight ends. They're going to be Nick Boyle and Mark Andrews, and they're going to look like threatening to run on every play. So Mark Andrews really is the number one receiver. Like even though he's tight end, like as a terms of, as a pass catcher as a whole, it's the Mark Andrews show all day. I mean, we saw him ball out last year again, too. Like, I think yeah. he he is kind of the next in line after, you know, you talk about Kittle and Kelsey. Like, I think mm-hmm. it is Mark Andrews is the premier tight end after those two big names. So I think that there's not it's not a big pie to eat in Baltimore, right? Like, you know, they're going to pound the rock. So in terms of targets and receptions, like Hollywood, want, Hollywood, true to his nickname, wanted to be a star, right? So even though he saw... 
I think it was the fourth amount of targets last year or something like yeah, among wide receivers, like 149 so. or something. Uh, don't quote me on that. I didn't, I didn't dive too much into it, but I know like he, he saw tons of targets. It's just a matter of actually bringing them in the quality of targets. Like I, I know he's been missed a few times deep, especially once Lamar mm-hmm. went down and it was Huntley in like, you know, I mm-hmm. think Huntley, Huntley's a great backup. He fits our scheme. Well, I, I think he's, I don't think he's going to be our backup for long. Cause I think somebody else is going to shell out some money for him to try to potentially give, be a give, starter. Give a, well, I mean, if Trevor Simeon still has a job, <laughs> I mean, I uh, look at, te- look at teams like, you know, Washington commanders, even though I'm a, I like the football team more, but you know, the commanders, whatever they're doing out there. It's okay. You gotta let the commies be the commies, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you got like the shit show down in Carolina. They could use a QB. I would let Tyler 100%. Huntley play before fucking mono boy, uh, Sam Darnold any Sam day Darnold. of the week. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see if he can stay, but I don't know. I think, uh, no, I, I said, like I said, I think Bateman can do well. Uh, He's got all the attributes, you know, and there's nothing he can't do. And he's definitely in a role to see a lot of targets come his way this way. Well, a lot in, in perspective of in our perspective. offense, he's going to see a lot of targets. So it's good. I'm as confident. We, as, as we talk about uh, these, these receivers, obviously my first question, my next question has to come to the receiving group as a whole. It's a young group, young core. So do you expect them to add a veteran wide receiver as the season before the season starts as well? I mean, it wouldn't be a shocker to me. I know that the Raven, the Ravens always notoriously pick up someone past. I think what is it? The, the, Late, later, later stage of the career. <laughs> exactly. Like once, well, that and also like once the you can no longer lose a comp pick for signing mm-hmm. a free agent. The Ravens often pick up a free agent, usually a veteran. Like last year was Justin Houston. Uh, right. You know, like we, they they love their picks. Obviously, they like to hoard them. So comp picks are a big deal to them. So I wouldn't be surprised. I know that they had. Uh, Jason Pierre Paul in the building for an interview and he was there for a Ooh. while the other day. So that three fingered beast might be nice to uh, add to the defense for sure. I would love it. Three fingers for the three stance, man. Yeah, bro, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's all he needs, bro. That's all he needs. As in terms of the wide receiver, I think we might be priced out of signing a veteran unless okay. like, you know, T Y Hilton really says like, wow, nobody wants me anymore. I was like, that's really the only one I could see being out of. Cause I think Julio is still, if he can stay healthy, I think Julio still has enough left in the tank to command a higher price point that the Ravens are willing to shell out right now or can shell out. All right, so let's do this. Julio Jones, T.Y. Hilton, Emmanuel Sanders, or Will Fuller, which one do you think would fit best into your system? Will Fuller. Will Fuller? I would take – I would like Will, Phil, Will Fuller will cost so much because he is still young. Yep. And he was on that one-year prove-it deal with Miami or whatever, yep. and obviously the suspension and the injuries and you know the Will Fuller thing that came along with it. But I think Will Fuller because he's 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 a field stretcher, he's a burner. I mean, we saw what he did with Deshaun in a season where he stayed healthy. Yep. He was an, a monster. So I would love to have him on the outside opposite of Bateman and kind of either whether it's Duvernay, Prochet, Tylen Wallace, you know, whichever receiver is running out the slot, you know. Let them give them their shot, and then we'll see. But Fuller is definitely the guy for me. As also, you know, a lot, a lot of your, well, a lot of football is predicated on the protection of your quarterback and how much time they get in the pocket. So, you know, Zeller, Moses, and Lindenbaum were all great steals, all great steals. So, what do you think about the Ravens' new old line and how will they produce as a unit? We also have Juwan James. Uh, I, didn't, I, didn't like, throw, I didn't want to throw too much sauce on you there. 
Yeah, but I mean, John James was he, the Broncos did him dirty when he got hurt. I think he was like getting ready. I think it was in training camp or something. He blew out his Achilles and they cut him. Yeah. So, you know, he's going to be battling Moses for the right tackle spot. We got Patrick McCarry, who uh, is very serviceable, whether he's playing center or right tackle. You know, he he, did, he held his own last year. So that's a, that's also a nice little chess piece to have. And obviously the biggest name of them all, Brownie Stanley, is mm-hmm. rumored and primed to be coming back finally healthy. Because you know, he played, what, yeah. we'll call it one game last year. And uh, yeah, that ankle wasn't ready and he had surgery on it again. So fingers crossed that our premier left tackle is good to go. And that with that, that, you know, that's, we're going to win in the trenches. You know, you're not going to run on us and we're going to run all over you. And that's, that's how the Ravens play. And that's their formula to winning. And obviously if you're still, still oh, tried and true, still tried and true to the test of time so far. If if Lamar is being pressured and sacked like he was last year, this year with my 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 ten my double digit win floor is gonna decrease a bit, you know. Of course, obviously there's a third team, a third part of a football team that people don't often get into, but you have somebody that's quite special and memorable over there. But he's 32 years old. Do you think we start to see the regression of Justin Tucker? I don't know. Did he regress last year? No, he didn't. <laughs> No, I don't. I mean, he's a kicker too. Like we, and he's not like one of them thick kickers like Bullock or Janikowski either. I mean, my, he's he's the, he's like the modern age, man. He's he's For in sure. the weight room. He's taking care of himself. I mean, he's already the the NFL the the best kicker in NFL history. You can't take By it far. away from him. He had a sixty six yard game winning field goal. Like I mean, it was a doinking in, but I mean, hey, we take it. You know, thank God if we lost to the Lions, oof. But. I am nervous about the fact that uh, Sam Cook or Sam Cock, uh, I don't really know how to pronounce his name. I'm not lying. He's a punter. I never really did got too much into him. I respect him for what he did because he was an all pro punter. He retired. So we have a new holder and that's yeah. uh, who we drafted in the fourth round this year. And room rumblings at a training camp. Uh, Justin Tucker's missed a, like a 50 yarder, a 38 yarder. Like there's a, there's some chemistry that needs not, to be he's built. Not warmed up yet. He's not warmed no, up yet. He, He's he's getting the Ray Finkel treatment, I think. You know, the, the police is out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, they'll get it. They'll get it. <laughs> All right. We've talked a little bit about Baltimore. Let's go into the bit of the rest of the division. Cincinnati. Yeah, let me talk some shit. Yeah. All right, yeah. Perfect. Let's 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 start with the the Super Bowl appearing Cincinnati Bengals. Go ahead. Actually, you sound like you have a lot of thoughts. I want to just let you run with this, Robbie. All right, look. Uh, Zach Taylor, uh, basically, I think he's a mediocre coach at best. I think all last year, he kind of held back his team's best asset, which is their passing game. Now, is that trying to protect Burrow in that that non-existent <laughs> offensive line that he was playing behind? Maybe. But he tried, he really like forced a 50-50 balance between run-pass. And, I mean, it's not that Mixon's bad or anything, but like when your O-line is that dog shit, you need to figure something out. And explosive plays were definitely what helped them and was their calling card. I mean, uh, Jamar Chase put up over 1,400 yards on 81 receptions. Like, yeah. uh, maybe give it to the guy who's consistently burning teams for 50-yard-plus touchdowns week by week. Instead of just being like, oh, hey, Joe Mixon, you're going to run behind this line that can't get half a yard of, you know, upfield push. And you're going to have to make cuts in the backfield and maybe get three yards if you create yourself. And we're going to put ourselves in third and long throughout the game. So I think that if Zach Taylor gears this team towards actually utilizing what they're best at, which is their offensive, like their 
They got Jamar oh, Chase and T. Yeah. Higgins. Yep. Bomb that shit. I, like, I, I, if, I forget, I'm forgetting the name. Tyler Boyd. But not for yeah. nothing, Tyler Boyd's kind of nice. Like Tyler Boyd's a six-slot wide receiver. Like so, They're nasty. So you, you're absolutely right with that. I think the addition of Lyle Collins is great, but I also do think that there's going to be a lot more face masks called against the Cincinnati Bengals, watching, having watched Lyle Collins tw- at least twice in a season. <laughs> I, I think the other question I have for the Bengals is, what the fuck is going to happen with Jesse Bates? Because he's verbally saying, we are not doing this on the franchise Say, <laughs> Yeah, so obviously he's like the leader of their defense. They did a great job with the Hendricks signing last year. They were consistently mm-hmm. hitting home, getting pressure with four. And um, if you've ever watched Tom Brady lose a Super Bowl, it's because people are getting home with pressure with four. So that allows you to drop everybody back into coverage and kind of make things difficult for those elite quarterbacks. So Henderson's a beast. Hubbard does a great job. He knows his job. Awuzie is one of the unsung heroes in the All-NFL, if you ask me. He's one of the best cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't put him on A.J. Terrell's like tier no, of being yeah, like no, 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 elite but not recognized but right. Wuzie is an absolute dog on the outside but i mean then you got eli apple on the other side of you and um yeah he sucks man uh, i mean i can't i i can't do what he does i can't do what he does so as so, a fan i'm telling him he sucks at his job but it's not something i could do but yo <laughs> Bro, how are you going to talk shit and you're on like your fifth team in five years and nobody wants you and then you're running your mouth on Twitter after you lose the Super Bowl? And you're Come a first-round pick that clearly the Giants didn't figure out what to do with you either. I mean, has I think they figured it out perfectly. They got rid of him. That is what you do with Eli <laughs> Apple, dude. Like, oh, uh, man. Yeah, I that's that's definitely their weak spot right like and especially if jesse bates is i mean they've virtually made it impossible to hold out now with like i think it's a fifty thousand dollar a day uh, yeah it's fifty thousand a day that you miss so they got to figure that out uh von, von bell's still good he's the other he's a strong safety there mm-hmm. so i think the Bengals are they're slightly improved and We'll see if, you know, they can kind of keep going off of their their fantastic playoff run or if they Mm -hmm. kind of regress and come back down to earth after what was an amazing postseason. I'm not going to lie. The the year that they drafted Jamar Chase, I thought they were going to – I really thought they were going to take Penny Swell because I was like, they need to make sure that is solid. (laughs) And you know what? I think they made the better choice. Even though I think Penesil is going to be, I think he'll do great for the Lions. You know, I'm I'm hyped to see Hard Knocks and Dan the Man Campbell, you know, crying, telling people to eat each other. Like I I want to see all that. You kept Dan exactly. (laughs) The the dude shouts out Big Lebowski. But um, no, uh, I think Jamar Chase is special, man. He like he manhandled Marlon Humphrey for over 200 yards first time they played last week uh, last year. And Marlon's no joke, man. Marlon, he's a strong corner. Very, very, plays, com- very commendable. Very commendable at his position, man. Plays good press. He's athletic. Like, then, you know, Jamar Chase gave him the business. So it's, uh, yeah, we'll see. I think, I think those, if you were to ask me how I would rank the AFC North and where I think teams you're would jump, You're jumping the gun. You're jumping the gun. We're going okay. to <laughs> I, I get to that. We're going to get the gun. I definitely prep myself for this. So <laughs> I think the Bengals are looking nice, man. They're looking good. Okay. I think they'll be a good team. Uh, another team that who has a very, very, very weird situation that they're looking at right now is the Cleveland Browns. 
one, you have Baker Mayfield, who if he doesn't show up to training camp, as we highlighted, $50,000 a day. And they're not taking that option. So this is looking like the end of time for him there. But then you have this situation with Deshaun Watson that he could possibly lose his entire contract, depending on how this plays out. So from the helm, who's handling the ball first for the Cleveland Browns? It's uh, Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> Uh, that is that is who's going to be their quarter. They have once again showed the world that outside of the Jacksonville Jaguars, they are one of the worst worst ran sports franchises in sports. And it's it's not even particularly close. I mean, you could put you, you could put the Commanders up there too, I guess, if you will. But um, what like this is what happens when you give 200 was it 270 million this yeah. is what happens when you give 270 million Boy. to the C, to the Louis CK of football this, <laughs> this, this you don't no one wants that <laughs> that's ridiculous like that and to Baker I'd be pissed off too man I'd be like shit you want a sexual predator over me playing quarterback for y'all like what does that say about you them as a person and I think they actually excuse Baker from training camp so he's not going to be being fined right now because oh. that would be such a media circus. Like, you know, all the reporters would just be there waiting to get a clip out of Baker. And Baker's already showed that he's not going to shut the fuck up and play nice. Like, he's going to tell you how he feels. So that leaves you with Jacoby Brissett. And so, you know, I mean, Vegas won't even put odds out for their their win-loss total, their wins over under. The, no, because they're like – we don't know who's playing quarterback for them. And I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to take a snap this year. That's for sure. But I mean, scumbags, they are, they wrote a suspension, you know, they, they wrote the contract to be suspension friendly. I think they he only cost 3 million against the cap or something this year. Yeah. Some light, but I think the reason why it's really becoming popular again, obviously you had two more women come forward. So you've mm-hmm. brought the total, the grand total of the 24 now. You know, one third of the way to Harvey Weinstein levels of aspirations for, uh, for fuckheads like in him. Such so. a, in such in such a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, sixty-six so, yeah, messages think, apparently have been sent. Yeah, well, that's yeah, exactly. I mean, he 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 really went for the record breaker, but he only got like, <laughs> oh man, I can't, I can't, I can't. Like he, I, that whole I'm, situation is just a mess. I'm also very curious to see how um, this backlash is on the Texans because what also came out was they were handing out the NDAs. I mean, yeah, well, even <laughs> um, like listening, to, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about the investigation. The NFL actually, like their in, like independent investigation outside of the, you know, the one that's being done as a form of, you know, due process. Right. <laughs> the women that were interviewed by the NFL felt like they were being targeted as like they, they were like victim blaming, essentially, and like making the victims feel more uncomfortable than the actual interrogations for the actual lawsuits being put forth. Like, Fair. so if you think that the NFL isn't trying to do everything they can to keep a superstar playing, which I think we are all coming to realize that they're not going to be able to do it like this. This is just the tip of the iceberg. And um, if you're a Trailer Park Boys fan, I mean, a shitstorm is brewing. So <laughs> we'll see. I, I don't, I don't see Deshaun Watson taking snaps this year, or maybe even next year. Like I think this is gonna be. I mean, if you're gonna give Calvin Ridley 
a whole season for betting on a total of $1,500 on three games when he's hurt. What does that say about you as a company and especially moving forward uh, if you let a man who's uh, allegedly assaulted and uh, allegedly like allegedly, uh, sex- yeah, 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 yeah. allegedly assaulted 24 women and you're gonna be like, oh, no, nah, sport, get out there, you know, like, no, nah, that doesn't fly, especially in today's day and age. Yeah, this is probably the worst era for this to happen. Well, there's never a good era for this to happen, but this is definitely the worst time of, timing of the world for this to happen to somebody. And to just have this whole shitstorm, as you highlighted, so great. I mean, I maybe. Know. So who do you think say. is going to be more pissed off, first of all? Amari Cooper or the entire city of Cleveland? Uh, the entire city of Cleveland. <laughs> Amari Cooper still got his $20 million a year contract. Like He's chilling. I know, but but he thought he was getting Deshaun Watson and getting away from Dak. So, I mean, he did well with Dak for a while. It's just when they drafted CD, I think that was the writing on the wall, plus his injury history. Like, it is what I'm, it is, you know? I'm just really glad that the Eagle killer is out of the division. That's 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 my high, saving grace on this, right? So. Yeah, I mean, I, at least y'all y'all got Slay not to line up against him. He's not he's not murdering you guys like he used to. What was what uh, Devontae Maddox or yeah, Avante Maddox, Razul Douglas? That fucking overtime catch pissed me off so much, man. I, mm-hmm. That deflection, to, I, it lives with me, and I get to somebody sends that to me at least once every couple of months, and I'm like. Dude, you're gonna be able to send them like one-handed grabs or like stiff arms from AJ Brown this year. Like that's, that's you, the one. That's you're the set. One, like, not to mention, yeah, Jalen Hurts, commendable, straightforward guy. We all saw him help that fan up last year in Washington. Yep. Like, you know, you got no, you you got to you all have the Cleveland Browns problem out in Philly. The, in that's Philly, the problem sure. is the fans. It's not the players, which is that's a nice sure. alternative. We're not we're not gonna stay on it too long, but I do want. The only thing I have a question left for for um, for the Eagles' perspective is what are we doing at our second safety spot? Because Ant Harris ah, it might be Marcus Epps. I mean, he's proven to be all right, but again, you want the upgrade. I I'm not getting into this yet, though. We're gonna continue along though with the Cleveland Browns. Still, you know, Miles Garrett, special, special, special player, and it's a good thing you guys built through the trenches because you recognize. What the fuck is on the other side? Where do you think Miles Garrett is going to finish this season? Let's uh, go with the sack number. Let's call the over under for his sacks at sixteen. Okay. Uh, I think Miles Garrett is a special athlete. I think he, like TJ, like when you play in a division with TJ Watt and Miles Garrett, mm-hmm. your tackles better be some special prime. Because I mean, TJ Watt finally got his well-deserved depoy. That like I mean, Miles Garrett was balling out last year too, uh, and he's got Javon Clowney across from him, so you know that you, you got to kind of pick your poison. So he's going to cease his double teams, but he'll still he'll, he'll he'll get his shots. I mean, he's a freak athlete. Uh, Miles Garrett to me, I I would probably if I were to like build my team, say say if you know, I was doing like a Madden fantasy team, right? Right. And I'm picking my players. I would probably pick Miles Garrett before TJ Watt because I think he offers more in terms of pure athleticism and like raw physical skill, mm-hmm. where TJ just hits you with such motor and like it's they're a little different in in that regard, but they're both absolute dogs. Uh, yeah. So build draft tackles and cross your fingers, pretty much. Pretty pretty much. So now the last team, your your arch your arch rivals. Oh yeah, 
The Pittsburgh Steelers. So they picked Kenny Pickett 20th overall. Mm-hmm. They signed Mitchell Trubisky. I don't know who necessarily wins that job. <laughs> Not the fans. <laughs> Obviously, the fans are going to lose because they're going to be like, why the fuck did we just sign Mitchell Trubisky number one? And Kenny Pickett, questionable moments, but, you know, young quarterback. We'll give him the time to develop before we actually – Kenny Pickett's old. He's 25. He's older than Lamar. Pretty sure he's older than Lamar. He's older than (laughs) Jalen. Yeah, like uh, Kenny Pickett, this man played his whole college career and had one good year in his senior year. Oh, man, I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. I forgot about that. I didn't like Kenny Pickett. I was very happy to see the Steelers take him at 20. (laughs) That was great. I was. You got Mitchell Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. I'm like, all right, cool. This is finally... Mike Tomlin, you heard it here first. Mike Tomlin will have a losing record this year, and I am here for it. This, I've been waiting. That, that defense has been carrying them. They don't have – they have fuck all at cornerback. <laughs> you know, so whether like, okay, cool, your front seven's still pretty decent, and even then it's really like your D-line's pretty decent, and you got Minka trying to play superhero on the back end covering up for everybody else. Nah, they're, they're – like that defense won't hold this year, I don't think. And I'm I'm here for it. I can't wait. I mean, obviously, as a Ravens fan, it's a great rivalry, one of the best rivalries in sports. I've seen some great matchups with them, but I would love to see them get dog walked all year. I'm ready for it. As as we talk about the starting position quarterback, there we uh, also have to look at the wide receivers because now it's Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, George Pickens. You've already said how you feel about. Deontay unbiasedly too, so commendable for that. What are you uh, expecting out of who's going to be the number two? Is the real question out of this because Deontay is going to be the one because I just don't see Chase Claypool thriving with either one of those quarterbacks. I think, oddly enough, I think one of the biggest assets about drafting Pickens is how much he'll help the run game on their mm-hmm. outside zones and their stretch runs because he is a beast of a blocker for a wide receiver right chase claypool i think he's like he's a great physical specimen but he he doesn't have it between the ears you know what i mean like he's he takes stupid penalties whether it's I, I, got or I, got you, I got you here. i got you here he's juju smith schuster like 2.0 uh, <laughs> like 2.0 uh, <laughs> at, at least you know minus the tiktoks juju <laughs> seemed all right Chase Claypool, like him, him celebrating a first down when they had no timeouts left, and he basically kind of cost them sec- those precious seconds to not move the ball forward and end up losing that game. Like, and not yeah. to mention, like you know, the Browns is the Browns, and then they got absolutely shit pumped in their postseason game. Like he, this guy, man, he just talks so much shit, and he's arrogant. And for like someone who are, doesn't need a reason to hate the Steelers. I hate you, like you have you have plenty. Yeah, and not to mention, like as a Canadian, the fact that they're trying to call him the Canadian Calvin Johnson is a fucking travesty. Travesty. Calvin Johnson was a dog. He was amazing. He didn't really talk. He didn't need to talk shit because guess what? He backed it up with his play. Mapletron out here with some weird fucking eye black going all over the place, running his mouth, going dropping lines like three receptions for forty yards and zero touchdowns. You know what I mean? He's the big play guy. They can use him on those uh, little jet sweeps that they did uh, two years ago in the end zone. Mm-hmm. 
Like he's kind of the X factor. He could put up 13 touchdowns and over a thousand yards. And everyone's like, holy shit, Chase Mapletron is the best, whatever, whatever. <laughs> or he could be another dud and kind of like more of a head case. And we'll see him, you know, kind of fizzle out and probably sign with a different team in a couple of years. Like I think George Pickens actually ends up being the two because he's, I like George Pickens, man. He, He's going to be a good receiver, man, in the league. If if he gets, if he didn't if, if he get, gets a good quarterback, if he didn't have the injury problems he had at Georgia, I think he he probably would have snuck into the first round. Like he was very highly touted. He was a five star recruit. Like George George Pickens can ball. So, I mean, it's a great situation for Kissing Titties, Mitch Trubisky, or um, Kenny Kenny Small Hands Pickets, but. It's let's see if they can actually get them the ball accurately. I do think though, now that Big Ben is gone, Matt will actually get to see the real Matt Canada offense. Mm-hmm. So we'll be able to judge, you know, from a from a play caller standpoint in the scheme, whether or not he was a good hire. And I think kind of this is like his make or break year because obviously that that offense last year, I I straight up would rather watch paint dry. I would there's a thousand things that could be more entertaining. I'd watch baseball. I would watch all sorts of things <laughs> before I watched the Steelers offense last year. All right. So we've talked about the teams. We've dove into some of the players. Give us the one player in the division you probably fear the most. And I know it's a layup of a. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I would say, well, it's a tie for Miles Garrett or TJ Watt, honestly. Right. But I'll, like offensively, let's, let's, leave, let's leave let's leave those two alone. Offensively, I mean, Nick Chubb's dirty man. He's up there. I think. I, I mean, I kind of Jamar Chase absolutely destroyed us last year, so I got to say Jamar Chase. But second, like by not much, it's Nick Chubb. Nick I think Chubb. he's he's Nick Chubb as a pure runner. I think is one of the like probably like top two or maybe even the best running back, like Pierre as like, a, you know, whether it's like a, his agility, his vision, like he's the whole package, right? Like Andy and the, I don't know, Nick Chubb is so good, man. So he's, he's probably like my one, my one B to my one A, if you will. Fair enough, man. Uh, listen, it's not a bad pick. I think that's another player who's extremely frustrated by whatever the fuck is about to happen in Cleveland. Actually, the player that's probably the biggest that might be the angriest is Jadavian Clowney because he said he wasn't going to resign if Baker Mayfield was still there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually... <laughs> I didn't even know about that. Uh... Yeah, we're, we're walking. We're walking into like pure hecticness. I don't know what to ex- actually. The Cleveland Browns should probably be on hard knocks just for the sake of everything. Ah, uh, this year I think they're doing the Arizona Cardinals midseason yeah, hard mid-season. knocks. I would love nothing more for Kyler Murray to not get his contract and just go play baseball. That's the only way that they would be better than the Browns for midseason hard knocks. <laughs> um, so unbiasedly at this point, where do you where do you rank in the division? And how do you rank the teams in the division going into the 2022 season? All right, cool. So uh, f- first in the division, Ravens. Second, Bengals, third, Steelers, fourth, Browns. Even with Deshaun, I still think I keep it that way. Because oh, wow. I don't think I don't think Deshaun's gonna be ready. I, his head's not gonna be ready. Like he, he's learning a new, going on. He's There's learning a, a new offense. On. He's gonna be criticized and like uh, it's weird. It's like you know, like he can't he can't just shut he can't shut up and play. Like you know, he can't tell other people to shut up and let him play. Like he's 
he I don't know. I don't understand how you start him. Like I don't understand how he he was traded for. Like I just don't get it. So I don't think with every, all the noise going on outside, uh, if he'll be ready, kind of to start and lead the team. So and I and I think the Steelers are going to win like seven games or eight games still. Like when I said that it's the time to have a losing record, I'm not saying by much. Like it's the Steelers. It's they're going to play defense. They're going to find some random guy that's going to end up having a great year for them at corner somehow. Like it's just it's just the way it's this what happens. I mean, they still got Najee Harris too, who I think is yeah. fantastic. Savage. Yeah, savage, he's savage, savage. Yeah, uh, but the roll line is still shit. So who knows? Maybe having a mobile quarterback will help them a little bit, or it will not help them because they won't have the wherewithal to know to get rid of the ball in under one point eight seconds, like uh, Ben Roethlisberger was doing last year, throwing for a Fair big enough. old average of. Uh, I think it was like a three yards, three yards per attempt. Yeah, about that. <laughs> about that. Sounds about right. Yeah. Now we have, as we're wrapping up on this one, man, we got one biased question for you, one personal question for you. Cool. And you're a Baltimore Ravens fan, so I kind of have an idea. Two of these might be, but give us your three favorite Ravens of all time. And then actually tell oh, us right. how you became a ball. Oh, well, actually you already did. The Wire and Ray Lewis. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Well, Ray Lewis also because it's a Madden 05. They introduced the hit stick, and that's the year they put him on the oh, cover. Oh yeah. So that's uh, that's a little caveat in there, but um, yeah, man, my three top three Ravens of all time. Top three. I'm gonna sound this is so basic though. But like I know it's Ed Reed or Ray Lewis. Third, Suggs. T yeah, Sizzle. Safe bet. Safe bet. Also hard university. The only one, the only other player that would have been acceptable would have been Justin Tucker. But that's that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Only, the only one that would have been acceptable would have been Justin Tucker outside of that. I mean, if Ray Rice wasn't a wife beater, it probably would oh, have been geez. him. But he 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 ruined his career. So yeah, that's uh that's pretty much. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I didn't. I was a little too young for Ogden, so I didn't get to see him play. Fair. And uh, Todd Heap's up there too. I like Todd Heap. Good, good pick too. Good pick too. Can't be mad at that. If uh, you have any other questions for us on our yeah, side, I, I was about to say. I was like, how about you, man? How'd you get into the Eagles? Like, what made you choose that lifestyle of masochism <laughs> for being an NFL fan? Oh, I thought it was a right to be an asshole and just carry on with my life. So no, I no 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 no. I I actually became an Eagles fan based on this one fact. So in my family, everybody's a Cowboys fan. Every except for one cousin who's a Minnesota Vikings fan, and I think that's a much harder cross to carry. But <laughs> but I was tired of I was just tired of the Cowboys, and then. As I'm growing up watching football, I never really committed to a team. But Michael Vick was my favorite player. And Deshaun Jackson was my favorite wide receiver for a little bit as I started to get into it early on active receivers. And I just kind of went with the flow. And I was like, Andy Reid's a great coach. I, I like what the organization represents. And despite his falters, Howie Roseman has cleaned himself up nicely. So, yeah, it was very, very straight and narrow path for me, man. I just was like, oh, this just fits this seems right and here we are now we got to i went through the lows of four and 12 with chip kelly i watched my favorite player get cut and then super bowl so i can't really be upset about that result yeah 
Big Dick Nick Foles, man. Like that's that's a storyline for the ages. Still with the nine, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think just on the topic of the Eagles, is this so obviously this is the make or break year for Jalen. I think you know they gave him AJ Brown, you have Devontae Smith, your O line, mm-hmm. like who knows if they'll be healthy, but I mean Lane Johnson is still one of the best right tackles in the NFL. Well, all best tackles, not even right specifically, just best tackles in the NFL. Right. Um you got Miles Sanders, who actually was doing real well last year for a decent while, and he, he got hurt. That no? injury snag, the injury snag. So there was the ankle, there was a hamstring, a thumb at one point. It was just not a good – and everybody was learning a new offensive system. So I'll, I'll be like, hey, Nick Sirianni, first-year head coach, give him, give him that time to slide. Yeah, no, and I think Nick Sirianni did well. I think there's promise there. And, like, y'all made the moves to be successful this year for <laughs> sure. Like, on I was – Outside of the AJ Brown edition, uh, who did you guys add on your defense that was a big pickup? So we had the most recent one was we signed James Bradbury, which like makes me yes very very happy to see a second very serviceable corner, and to have him and Darius Slay on the other side to kind of cover those outside receivers. Uh, we have Avante Maddox, who in the slot has looked perfect, absolutely perfect. I, if I have to talk about my favorite addition outside, let's say outside of AJ Brown, actually I'll stick with the draft. For me, it was getting N'Kobe Dean in the third round because for so long I have looked at the Eagles to get a linebacker and not just be like, I mean, I, I had to deal with Jim Schwartz who was like, you know what? Middle of the field, that doesn't exist. <laughs> I mean, it, J- give Jim Schwartz credit, credit where it's due though. I mean, his his D line always ends up being one of the top, the best in the NFL, man. That four three is mean. You're, you're I mean, absolutely it, right, but it's entirely different when you're playing the Super Bowl and your corners are getting burnt for 500 yards. <laughs> it's, it's entirely different when that's a situation when you're like, okay, well, Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod were serviceable and they can do like playing at very, very high elite levels throughout their careers. And then you're like, we have Ronald Darby who couldn't guard an orange cone and Jalen Mills who got every face mask call on the outside that you could possibly see. And don't forget... Jalen was the person who was covering Julio on that end zone line and was waving, going, no, no, like he had done something. But the truth was Julio just stepped out of hands. So it, it's been a, it's the front, the front has been great. It's everything else that was around it that you're like, eh. So I know we talked earlier about my personal opinion of Kyle Hamilton and how I'm not as upset on it, but I'm still pessimistic towards his, his, what the impact will have on this team. I wanted, I was screaming for Jordan Davis. And when you guys moved one pick ahead to take him, uh, that was pretty much draft night over for me. And then (laughs) it didn't get better. So (laughs) kudos to you guys for that. I mean, if we've learned anything, the, the Eagles really do build through the trenches. So even Jordan Davis and then, Second round, I believe we took Cam Jurgens, the trench, and we had to do these moves because we know this is probably more than likely Jason Kelsey's last year. We also know that going into next year, Fletcher Cox will probably not be on the team. So we have to start gearing up and getting ready with youth. And yeah, we're going to have hard grade for one more season, so that's okay. But we have to get that youth movement up and infused so everybody's up to date with how to carry themselves going forward. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, you still have two first round picks next year. I know, and that's yeah, all dependent. I, that's all dependent on what Jalen does right now, man. Exactly, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. So, in a perfect world, Jalen takes another step. You guys decide he's your starter. Now you got two first round picks in a draft where everybody wants to move up for quarterbacks, and you're gonna have talent fall to you later in that draft. So. It's going to be nice. I haven't done my full scouting of next year's draft yet, so I'm not all the way there yet. I, Other than, you know, C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud, uh, D.J. Uh, Armstrong. Yeah, uh, Young, too. And then Bryce Young. Yeah. But um, like, that's that's the word I was thinking of. But I also – there's going to be some good talent that falls to us. I think with that, depending on how the corner market looks going into the draft, that's probably what we're going to address not, I mean, not for nothing, not for nothing. Darius Slade is getting a little bit up there in age. That That's the only reason why I would see us doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, then, go ahead. How mad would you be that if you guys choose to move on from Jalen Hurts next year, but then you sign like Jimmy G? I'd be fucking furious. <laughs> okay. I, I would be so angry. So they're, angry. They're the opposite. But I know, I know. I would be, I would be furious. I would have, I would be like, no, take take one of the young stud quarterbacks and tech, or or you those use those two draft picks and bring in somebody a little bit older and assess your situation from there. Because not for nothing, even if Jalen Hurts shits the bed, this is still an appealing offense that should entertain a couple of quarterbacks to be like the Eagles might be all right, might be a good team to go to. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to Jalen Hurts, the thing that I'm excited to see, and I've said this to you plenty of times, is I'm excited to see the fact that for the first time since high school, he's going to have consistent offense around him. Same head coach, same offensive coordinator. It's the that, biggest thing I'm happy about for him. Yeah, and a lot of people, I mean, back to our AFC North discussion, Baker had, what, three head coaches and four offensive coordinators in his time there? Right, so you want stability out of your quarterback to thrive? Yeah, or else they're going to start wearing their cap backwards and doing all-state commercials and getting real, <laughs> real mad. So, how quick till he loses those sponsorships? <laughs> I mean, he, he he looked good in those commercials, man. He did good, and like, not, not saying he didn't. I just how I'm, how how long till Baker Mayfield is no longer a household name? <laughs> I am by no means a Baker's stan, but we also forget that he played the entirety of last season on a torn shoulder. There's like that. obviously it's not it's not a throwing shoulder, but that's gonna impact someone. Like sure. I, I don't know, man. Like I like he I think Baker would be a great fit on like I think he's better than Carson Wentz, so I think the commanders should have you know hit up Cleveland. I think the Panthers should have definitely hit up Cleveland for Baker instead of Sam Darnold or uh, PJ Walker from the XFL yeah. or exactly. uh, Cam Newton, <laughs> like Let's see who else. Matt Ryan in India, I think, is a great fit. Smoke uh, Matt, Matt, um, Zach is a What's diehard he? Colts fan. Zach you, is a diehard Colts fan. So that pick made him that that trade made him very very happy. Okay, well, you know, shouts out to Zach. I got you, bro. Like that's that's a great trade. And like you know, Seattle. Like wait, you're telling me you're confident in Drew Locke? You're not gonna you know kick the tires on Baker Mayfield? Be like, hey, we'll give you a fifth round pick. I mean, like, you think that would be the logical thing to do, but apparently Drew Locke and uh, Noah Fant together are inseparable and they're going to go to the grave together 
regardless of what happens at this point. Noah Fant's going to go to his grave early because of having <laughs> to play with Drew Locke. <laughs> so it, it, it's funny that you mentioned the commanders because I think that's, as I look at a team's draft board, I don't think I've ever been more confused by draft picks in maybe outside of 2011, let's say, Jags. <laughs> I mean, look, the commanders, like, the, first of all, they're going to get uh, Chase Young back. That's True. huge. That's True. huge for their defense. Um, obviously, I think it was, was Jamil Davis that they drafted. I don't know. They drafted a middle linebacker, and it really didn't pay off for them last year. That's right. Um, who knows where their defense goes? I mean, we all huh, – Jack Del Rio. Uh, he's, yeah, he's under that. Plus, if we're talking about teams that are, like, a burning building on fire. Everything that's happening in the Dan Snyder story right now is fucking ridiculous. What the Dan Snyder story has been going on for years. Like how this motherfucker still owns a team is beyond me. Like cultural sexual harassment and all the shit that's come out of him. And then obviously his connection with the John Gruden emails, like, and now, okay. And now, and now you get to throw embezzlement into there because of what was happening on this off and well, years past. Which I think the league would have looked at him and been like, "Yo, get out of here!" And players should be uproaring for that because you're affecting the salary cap by having two sets of books and pocketing the change. Plus, not for yeah. nothing, you know what? You know what? I and I don't like to wish injury on players. I don't, but I'm kind of feel bad for Carson Wentz because playing at FedEx Field is going to be a fucking nightmare. Ah, his career's done. Uh, let's just <laughs> like he's, if he plays the Ravens, like hello, hello, Nata pretty much ruined RG three. Oh yeah, Alex Smith was <laughs> ruined on FedEx Field. Like uh, he's gonna break his leg next year, probably. I don't want him to. Touch wood that he doesn't. There we go. But yeah, it, it is what it is. I mean, the Cowboys bring their own benches for a reason, man. There's something. There's some. There's there's blood and bad vibes in that grass. You don't want to touch it. And actually, manure because of the pipe burst that happened like twice last season. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got fans falling on you when you're done. When you're done oh, playing, and you're walking out oh, the tunnel. Man. Yo. If we were going into the playoffs and that would have cost us Jalen Hurts, I would forever hate the wa- – like, hate is a very strong word. And like, I, I like the only team I could actually say I hate is probably the Dallas Cowboys. But, like, I would hate the Washington football team as a whole and be like, what did you just do? I didn't expect us to go this far, but how did you just do – like, how are the guard- – they zip-tied them after. <laughs> <laughs> like, if it <laughs> – if it were to happen, it would be a team ran by Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder. <laughs> like uh, him, Haslam, and Tony Conscious got too much going on between the AEW yep. and everything else. Like, uh, yep. I don't know. The Jags are a mystery to me. Hopefully, hopefully Trevor Lawrence looks a little better this year. I think he is. He can still be an elite quarterback like he was touted to be. He's just, I mean, Christian Kirk's not the answer. I'll put it to you that way. Uh, I mean, if you want to talk about somebody getting a bag and messing up the market, it was Christian Kirk. And it's really funny that you went to this side because the I think the only thing that would have made the trifecta happen for the Washington Commanders is if they would have if they would have hired oh my god, his name slipped my mind. Um Urban Meyer. Oh, no, I don't I don't think I don't think Urban Meyer is ever gonna come back to the NFL. I think that was oh. the only that was the only trifecta that would have made it be like, oh Cleveland burning building. Yeah, this this side, this side right here. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. 
Uh, that would have been a match, match made in heaven, honestly. Oh, Dan perfect. Snyder and Urban Meyer. They, hit, they seem hit, like they would hit, hang out. <laughs> yeah, hitting up college college bars, you know? <laughs> Jesus. I had I had a little a little a little tidbit. So Christian Kirk did to the wide receiver market what yes. COVID did to the housing market. <laughs> also, the bubble's going to pop in about four to five years. <laughs> I mean, because because of these contracts being signed, yeah. It's, I mean, Tyreek's over thirty ever thirty back, a year now. Yeah, that's true too. If you ever run back to our old episode where we discussed the Jags for from from the free agency standpoint. I'm still, it's, again, the only team that probably confuses me more now is this year's Washington football team's draft class. It's the only thing that, in parallel right now, that I'm like, what are you guys doing? And I expect better out of Doug Peterson than this. <laughs> uh, do you expect better out of Doug Peterson? I, I do. Because even Doug Peterson was sensible enough to be like, hey, we'll get a high draft pick and take Carson Wentz out, or Jalen Hurts out that game. Yeah, but that cost him his job too. I know. He also won he a hey, two years in winning a Super Bowl. Uh, I I I still hold him in high regard. I don't know how much of the blame yet I put on him and how much I put on Carson, but I could easily put a lot onto Carson from the seasons following because as you read players discussing things, he was kind of like alienated from the locker room. Like he wasn't one of the guys. It's and, the, and be, there's been rumblings coming out that he's a, like not a good leader. That he's like, yeah, he. There seems to be some personality issues with Carson too. So just just a bit, just a bit. It's not that it's a bad thing with him. I think because we know how many devout Christians or religious players are in the league, and I think that forces him to not really indulge into things as much as players need that time and camaraderie. It's not to say that he didn't try. There's like. Oh, the one selfie with Deshaun Jackson and Al Alshon Jeffrey, like the season after. But I don't think he necessarily took the time to get onto the same page as those people. Yeah, well, it's an interesting take. I never thought about it. I mean, well, we well got that's why Zach Ertz was his best friend, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, we've got the uh, we've got the Mormon Super Bowl this year between Zach Wilson <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, what's his face down in New Orleans? I can't think of it right now. Uh, Jameis Winston? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, they're, Taysom, they're back. Taysom, Taysom, yeah, Taysom. yeah, Taysom Hill. Yeah, Taysom Hill and Zach Wilson battling it out for the pride of BYU. Let's let's go, man. Like, <laughs> oh, man. They're going to – well, listen, it's going to be something to watch. Uh, I'm really, really excited for this NFL season. I'm sure you are as well as you have the Baltimore Ravens ranked so high in the AFC North. Final thoughts on what your record's going to be? I, it's, I need to see, like, I need to wait till after training camp to really, like, stand by my take. But, like, you know, I'll throw out, like. A little feeler there. Actually, a, no. We'll, 11 and 6. 11, 11 and, and six, 6, I think, is a good good place. That's not a bad place to start on. Yeah, that's week where we're starting. Week, 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 week one playing the Jets, that's at least probably one. <laughs> Not, not, not to probably you, one. <laughs> you can you can have me on after that. If that's a loss, you can have me back on, and you'll really get to see how I feel about this team. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll shoot that. We'll shoot that day. We'll shoot an episode while the game's going on. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Uh, wow, Robbie, it's been a pleasure having you on. 
thanks for having me, man. It's been a blast. Hopefully, uh, get back on sometime soon and talk some more ball. Absolutely. And hopefully this time we can actually get Zach on here too. So, you know, you can actually have these conversations with him as well. I think you two would get along great though, for real. I look forward to it, man. Let's do it. I'm, all right, my brother. Take it easy. Ha have a good one, man. Two-point culture, we out. Peace.